Hello, my name is Chris. And my name is Jason. And this is The Spilling, a podcast dedicated to the AMC TV show, The Killing. everybody welcome to the program this week uh this is episode number 43 of the big show for the 4th of april 2011 even though today is the fifth it's the week of the fourth we're recording a day late today and a All, dollar short and a what short a day late and a dollar short <laughs> that's usually what we do <laughs> uh and that is because yesterday i was sick you may hear it in my voice i'm a little bit better now but not entirely so uh hopefully i don't crap out during the recording of this podcast I wasn't aware that we started a new podcast. This was a bit of a shock to me here. <laughs> so this show and is, we're on episode forty-three already. Uh, isn't that amazing? We've gone, done forty-two Man, previous. Man, how ep- time flies! Forty-two previous episodes of the spilling, the show in which we spill all the dirt on the killing. Well, we had to do twenty-one episodes. Twenty-one episodes on the first pilot. And then uh, 22 episodes on the second one, which aired immediately after. That's... I haven't seen the second half yet. Oh. So before we get into our regular program here, uh, in which we're going to give you all the news on The Walking Dead, talk a little bit about the DVD extras, which we've finally seen, and have a brief uh, few moments of listener feedback at the end. We're going to do all that, but first, let's take a few minutes to talk about the new show that premiered on AMC called The Killing. The Killing. Uh, I watched the. F- I didn't realize till tonight actually that there was a second half to the pilot. So right. I've only seen the first hour. Oh, okay, which is up to the point that they well spoilers find the body. Right, <laughs> the killing, and they finally, finally find the body. Exactly. It took a whole episode. <laughs> oh yeah. So, um, what did you think of it? You know, overall, I think it has uh, the same strengths and the same weaknesses as Rubicon. <clears throat> It is a good show, good acting. It seems like uh, it's deliberately paced, let's say, and I think that it's going that the pacing is going to be its downfall. It's a little too slow. I I'm not so sure. I I didn't find it too slow. Somebody I work with said he fell asleep during it, and I thought, well, that's a bad sign. The biggest problem I had was, uh, and you probably didn't encounter this issue, was I had commercials. Oh yeah, no commercials for me. Yeah, you. I would have much enjoyed it better. If I may butcher a phrase, I would have enjoyed it a hell of a lot better if I didn't have to sit through the commercials because you'd have the slow, deliberate pace and then the you know the commercial, which was very intrusive because commercials are all in your face and happy and yeah. loud and obnoxious, but then you just get back into it and then they slowly maybe eventually get to the next plot point. You know, I didn't feel... I didn't get that slow, drawn-out feeling from it. I mean, it's like any other AMC show in that they take their time telling the story. Yeah. They don't blast through it like <clears throat> uh, like typical shows on a, on a major network. But, but it, uh, I, th- I thought it paced really well. I thought it, was, it played out at least over that 45 minutes that I watched really, I really think nicely. It, I really do think that the commercials make the difference. Hmm. I, would, I really do think that I would have enjoyed it had I been able to maintain that pace throughout the hour that I was watching it. Right. Uh, I was not able to maintain that pace because the commercials are very intrusive and a very different pace, and it just does not set the right tone. It's interesting. Well, you should, you should watch it not what live broadcast. Well, they're free then. on <laughs> iTunes, right? The pilot is free. The first two are free. Uh, yeah, but they, iTunes calls it part one and part two of the, okay, of the so first the, episode. The first two hours or first two episodes are free. Yeah, the first two episodes are free and, and, uh, you get them in HD too, which is nice. So yeah. that's what I watched last night. Just the first half of that really, really enjoyed it. I'm going to stick with this show. I think another show I can watch. Well, it's ba- based off a Danish show or, uh, is it Danish? Yeah, it's Danish. I ha- I heard that tonight too. I didn't realize that before either. And and I was wondering uh, as I was commuting to work this morning how they're going to draw one murder or basically one case out over the lifetime of this program. Oh, they did it with Twin Peaks. Yeah, but that was that wasn't very long, was it? It was two seasons at least. Was it two? Yeah, who killed Laura Palmer? It's the same <clears throat> tagline. Well, when I came home tonight and discovered that the killing is based on a British, no, not a Danish, Danish show, 
uh, I read about it, and they did one case per season. Oh, okay. And they're doing season three right now. So apparently. similar to damages. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. So that's what I guess the killing on AMC is going to do as well. They're going, they'll follow that, that formula, which is a good one. Let's call it this killing. <laughs> this killing. This particular killing. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so then, I, then they can do that killing later. <laughs> that killing and maybe another killing. Yeah. Um, so that's, I think, what they'll do, one per season. Uh, but it was really good. It starred, uh, what's her name, who was on Battlestar Galactica and then on True Blood. She's in everything. Everything that shoots in Vancouver, it would seem. Oh, uh, just she was on Star Trek: The Next Generation. She was. She's basically she. She was in. Yeah, she was in True Blood. She was on Battlestar. She shows up anytime they need some kind of female actor to cast her. It seems like. And if it shoots in Vancouver, it probably helps. Do we know what her name is? Uh, Ro Laren is the, which was her character name in Star Trek: The Next Generation. I always think of her as Ro Laren. Michelle Forbes. Yeah. Michelle Forbes, she played Marianne on True Blood. Yep. Who, uh, well, I'm happy that um, plot line wrapped up oh, on no that kidding, show. Eh? <laughs> Couldn't go on any longer. It also has Muriel Enos. Enos, I don't know. That's the main character, Sarah Linden, the detective. Linden. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, she was in uh, Big Love. Big Love. She played twins in Big Love. Oh, cool. I never watched that show. I just heard that she <clears throat> plays twins cool well she was she was good all the all the actors i think were pretty good oh yeah solid and, acting and uh and a really sort of uh heartbreaking episode yeah you know the 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 well i'm about to give it away they find the body they find the body <laughs> so there there is actual this killing when they find the body though the girl's father is on the scene and so he doesn't react oh, yeah. so well no he doesn't um i think this the, the this deliberate pacing can work I'm just not sure that it can work with commercials, so I don't think I can watch it with commercials. Well, anymore. don't do it then. Watch it off iTunes. Watch it, you know, uh, DVR it, and then watch it later. Oh, then it's not even HD. I'll probably just get it on iTunes. <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. Come on, AMC, broadcast things in HD in Canada, please. Well, everyone should do that. Everyone should do that. Yeah. Over the air for free. Yeah. That's what I would like. That's how I watch my CBC. <laughs> Good old Canadian broadcasting. There you go. So I'd say The Killing was a hit. It got, um, for AMC, it got ratings second only to The Walking Dead. Very, very good. Uh, what does that tell you? That uh, AMC's getting more and more popular. Yes. And <laughs> it's that, doing its thing and it's doing it well. And that nerds can make or break your programming. What, what is nerdy about Killing? I mean, The uh, Walking Dead. Highest oh, yes. rated show of all time oh, on yeah. AMC. Okay, well, there you go. And it, I thought you, you were talking about The Killing. I'm like, what's that got to do with nerds? If they go into the supernatural... <laughs> Like uh, Twin Peaks did. It's basically Twin Peaks. It's, I, I, I got no way of uh, dancing around it. It's basically Twin Peaks. It's got to be. I don't know, man. I've never seen Twin Peaks, but I've always oh, you had should watch an Twin impression Peaks. of it that it was just kind of wacky. David Duchovny makes his national debut in Twin Peaks. I realize that. As an FBI agent. I know. Slash cross-dresser. I, I know. I do know all these things, but I don't know. It just looks kind of goofy. It is kind of goofy. And it's part I'm, of its charm. It's the same. I'm gonna hey, here. I'll say something else controversial. According to you, it's the same way I look at Edward Scissorhands. I've never watched it because it looks dumb. But that's the point. <laughs> okay. And I know people love the Edward Scissorhands, and, and they love Twin Peaks. And you've never watched Braveheart because you hate Scottish people. No, I, I don't know why I've never watched Braveheart. <laughs> I, I never, I never got don't, around don't to seeing it. It's not worth it. Yeah. Now you've told me not to go back. So. Well, yeah. I mean, so it's it it. Uh, it, it changed cinema a little bit, uh, but you, now you go back. It's like rewatching the X Files. Sure, it was pivotal, but that pivotal means that so many things have drawn from it since then. That going back and watching it, it seems kind of blase. Okay, blase. You missed it. Is the point? You you didn't watch Braveheart. You missed it. Move on. It's too it's, late now. It's like going back to watch Tootsie. I've never seen Tootsie, but it was such a landmark film that going back would basically seem silly. Mm-hmm. So I've resigned to the fact I will never see Tootsie. It's kind of the same. Well, and it's the same with when you meet someone who's roughly your age. We, if anyone doesn't know, are in our mid-30s. And uh, if you meet someone who's never seen Star Wars, you can't tell them to go watch it. <laughs> in your mid-30s? It happens to me all the time. There's people no. I work with haven't seen it. And my neighbor's never seen Star That's Wars. That's crazy talk. I know. But if you tell them to go watch it and they do, they'll come back and be like, meh. You know, what, what's the big deal? It's because they didn't experience it when they should have. It's true. Right? I saw Empire Strikes Back first, you know. Well, that's weird. Yeah, it kind of was. (laughs) But you watched the best first, so. 
yeah, I watched it first and I'm like, yeah, yeah. didn't make a lot of, well, some stuff made sense, some stuff didn't, but there was Tauntaun, so I was happy. Yeah, Tauntauns are cool. Yeah. More so than Ewoks. They smell worse on the inside, apparently. Uh, who, how would you know that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into this week's crop of Walking Dead news, shall we? It's a blockbuster. It sure is. <laughs> Whatever that what means. What do you call a crop when it's really, really good? Um, gang, a, a, a gang a buster? Gang model crop. Bumper uh, crop. Bumper crop. That's what I was looking for, but <laughs> brain didn't couldn't keep up with my mouth. Eh, that's not the first time that No, is. it is not. Uh, item number one, WonderCon was this weekend in good old San Francisco. Oh, San Francisco. It is a convention for wonderful things, like Wonder, comics. Wonder Woman. And Wonder Woman. Wonder Boy. Is there a Wonder Boy? Probably. I don't know. Wonder Woman was an Amazon princess. Yeah, have you seen the the pictures of them shooting the new Wonder Woman TV show? No. Wow, does it look bad? Yeah, it's going to be the same as Knight Rider. Yeah, probably, but it looks well. Wonder dumb. Woman. I don't know. Just okay. I don't think we're the target demographic. Is the problem? Well, who is? Aren't we? I don't know. But Firefly was aimed at us, and look how that turned out. Yeah, I know. I want to go back and rewatch that. Firefly. You should. It's really good. Okay, so Robert Kirkman was at WonderCon, and he was the only representative from anything having to do with The Walking Dead that was there, as far as I know. Um, I couldn't find a lot of information, but he was there. And uh, he he spoke to Fearnet.com about <clears throat> about the upcoming novels. Remember those novels uh-huh. they were doing? Yep. Kind of forgot about them for a little while I there. Didn't. I'm looking forward. Well, he revealed, he said, St. Martin's, that's the uh, St. Martin's Press, the publishing company, is going to have the Walking Dead novel that I'm co-writing with Jay Bonansinga out in October. Do you know anything about Mr. Bonansinga? I don't think I do. I don't either. He's an author. I looked him up. Didn't recognize any of his uh, previously published works. Well, now i got to look him up. Go for it. Kirkman wanted to say, went on to say, I think that's when it's released. Fall, I'll say definitely. So he's not exactly sure when it's coming out, but I'll be surprised if it doesn't come out right around the time season two premieres. Oh, what a coincidence that would be. What a coincidence. He, uh, regarding his role in writing of the book, he says, Jay Bonansinga did the lion's share of the heavy lifting on that. I provided him with story outlines and character beats and where I wanted the story to go and what I wanted the people to do. But as far as the nuts and bolts of actually putting that together, that was all Jay. So interesting that Robert Kirkman's a writer, but he's still only sort of consulting on the writing of this novel. Yep. He's not a novel writer. I guess there's a little bit of a difference there. Yeah. Arthur C. Clarke did it all the time. He would write the outlines. Uh, even Stephen King would do that every, every once in a while. He, he'd write all the outlines and then ha- hand it off to another author to, author to do the nuts and bolts. I think it's a great way to uh, to write a novel. I'm on board. Well, what what does that? I mean, what does that help other than the original author just being an idea man? Well, that's what he is. He's an idea man. He writes. Well, it's it's more than you know. Writing a book is more than just coming up with an idea, right? It's actually putting pen to paper and or <laughs> pen to paper, fingers to keyboard, <laughs> right? And uh, and writing a novel. But I think the hard part <clears throat> is the uh, is the structure of the novel. It's the you know the story arcs. It's the like he says the character beats. Uh, all that kind of fun stuff. That's the real fun in writing a novel. For me, it would be anyway. I wouldn't necessarily say that's the hard part, but it is one aspect of it for sure. What what Mr. Bonansinga is doing for The Walking Dead here is takes just as much uh, talent as, as anything else, well, I would yes. say. I mean, he's writing the novel. He's no, fleshing you're it right, out. You're right. Uh, but uh, I just think it's interesting that Kirkman, he's obviously a comic writer. He does that full time. He's becoming a TV writer now. He's written... One episode in season one and one or more in season two. So I guess he could have written a novel, but he might have not just had time, maybe. Well, yeah, I'm sure it takes a long, would take me literally forever to write a novel. That's why people do it full time. Yeah. Um, You think if I I went to jbonasinga.com, you think that uh, (laughs) about Jay? He does. Is that his site? Well, there is a site called jbonasinga.com. I don't know if it's the author. Okay. Well, see see if there's anything there you recognize. And while you're doing that, uh, I'll talk about the probably the most interesting point that Fearnet got from Mr. Kirkman about the novel. When asked what the story will involve, he said, you know, <clears throat> I don't know if we've released that yet. I can say that it focuses on a character that is probably one of the most popular characters from the Walking Dead comic, but they are not in the comic anymore. So it's kind of their backstory, and it fills in a lot of gaps from the comic series that you may not have even known 
were ever there. It's really cool. Well, obviously, it's Jim. Okay, so let's let's <laughs> run down a quick list here. Jim. Okay, so they're not in the comic book anymore, but they were. But it's the backstory of this character, so no. it could be they could be <clears throat> dead in the comic book or no longer part of the story. Okay, so we are going to potentially give spoilers for the comic series here because you and I are pretty much up to date. On I am the comic. completely up to date. Did you read the last issue? No, I haven't read the holy jumping Jehoshaphats. Read it. It's right here. Look, read it before you go to bed. It's it's right here, number 83. I haven't read it yet. Oh, and there's the card of the guy at my comic book store uh, for reasons unknown. Um, I haven't read it yet, but so I'm one issue behind. You are right up to date. So here we are. Here we are. Who do you think this novel is going to revolve around? I think there's one clear, clear answer. Really? Yeah. Okay, it's not Shane. Well, Shane is a possibility. No, it's not Shane. Come on, his backstory is the same as, same as Rick's. But it's not Shane. Uh, the other choice for me is Tyrese. Well, of course it's Tyrese. Or, uh, <laughs> of course, he's a fan favorite. Or Michonne. She's still in the comic book. Oh, that's true. She's still in the comic. That's right. Uh, Tyrese is not. He died a long time ago. And he, he people loved him. He died an unbelievably gruesome death. <laughs> you know? And he probably has a great backstory. A former oh. football player. Uh, what happens to him at the early days of the zombie outbreak. Uh, damn it, I can't say any more. Why not? Because I would spoil something for you. <laughs> uh, does it have to do with uh, Morgan? What do you mean? <laughs> well, because Morgan got bit at the end of this episode, and they chopped his arm off or leg or whatever it was. and then something... They did. Michonne did. Jesus. Well, somebody did. And uh, then it plays out in this episode, probably. Issue. Issue. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> My call is Tyrese for the novel. Well, okay, so... Um, Anyone else you can think of? Not in the comic book anymore, eh? Lori? No. Lori's backstory is the same as Rick's. Uh, yes, pre-zombie outbreak. But there's that time in between zombie outbreak and Rick coming back. It's not a long period, well, I don't It could think. be somebody in the later issues, too, right? It doesn't have to be somebody that was in the first, you know, three years. No, that's true. You look at somebody, uh, the people they meet after they leave the prison. Spoiler. Well, who could that be, though? He says one of the most popular characters from the Walking Dead comic. Is that's Let's see. The most popular characters are obviously the Grimeses, uh, including Carl. Michonne. People love her. Yeah, but she's still in the book. In yeah. The novels. Tyrese. Uh, and, you know... Dale? They're popular. Andrea, Amy, they're all popular. Dale? But Amy's been gone far too long. Dale is, yeah, might be Dale. Could be Dale. Dale would have an interesting backstory. Yeah, his trek across the country, like leading up to the zombie outbreak when he meets Andrea and Amy, that that's true. That could be interesting. I still, I'm still going with Tyrese. Yeah, it's probably a safe bet. <laughs> that's what I think. Yeah. That's our official call. The novels will be about Tyrese, but we'll find What's out. your official call? My official call is... Dale. Okay, fine. I'm, <laughs> we'll see what happens in the fall when this is released and we all get a or copy Herschel. can read it. Yeah, th that's the other thing. Herschel or one of his family members. Oh, Herschel could be interesting because that... we're, we're okay with spoilers. Yes. Okay. You know, a barn full of zombies. Yeah. A barn full of zombies that he... he they don't fought. really do anything, though. I mean, you know, he's at his farm. Zombie outbreak. He's still at his farm. Some zombies show up. Puts him in the barn. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the interesting thing about this. What happens if, let's say we choose a Tyrese, okay? So he's introduced into the comic series relatively early. We heard from a listener last week that it was, um, oh shoot, it was between Wilshire Estates and the farm, right? Yes. Or, that's right. And so if we're getting the backstory of this person, it's, a, it's that time period before he's introduced to the comic, before Rick and his family runs into him. Yeah. But presumably after the outbreak happens. So that's not a lot of time period. It's a fairly narrow window. So the novel probably ends around the time this character makes their introduction into the comic that series. Would, uh, that would make a lot of sense. <clears throat> you know? Football. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have... I'm on board. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you got me. Glenn would be good. Not Glenn, but uh, Dale would be good. But I think Tyrese is better. And Shane doesn't work because we sort of know his story already. And his story between zombie outbreak and Rick meeting them involves Laurie and Carl yep. pretty much the whole time. So if it's Shane, it's them too. Yep. 
It would be. Unless we get a lot of pre-zombie stuff, but uh, and what I, would be the I point? don't want to read that story. I don't really have no. an interest in that story. I know what happens in that story. I don't care. I don't know what happens uh, with Tyrese. It's true. Before he just shows up. All it's right. True. Yeah, okay, I'm on board. Kirkman, we say Tyrese, if you'd like to come on the show and refute that claim, please get in touch. Uh talking to podcast at gmail.com. That'd be great. <laughs> Why not throw an invitation out to him? <laughs> um okay. Speaking of WonderCon and San Francisco, Robert Kirkman, while he was there, went on a zombie bar crawl with uh with anybody who wanted to. I don't even know of any zombie bars. <clears throat> No, I know. It's hard to find them, but I guess if you're Robert Kirkman, you know where to go. There's goth bars. Yeah. And Punk bars. Gay bars. Gay bars. <laughs> but zombie bars. Who knows where those are? Biker bars. Yeah. There's no clown bars either. <laughs> clown <laughs> bars. Nobody wants to go to a clown Although bar. Although I have been to a bar dressed as a clown. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. No. <laughs> Probably more than once in with your m- case. With my roommate at the time, who was also dressed as a clown. We were professional clowns just to... Is that a spoiler? That's not a spoiler. <laughs> That's a spoiler for your life. Yeah, your spoiler past. for my life. I used to be a professional clown doing uh, various <laughs> actual kids clowning activities. And my roommate, who is a, uh, a good friend of mine back from Sault Ste. Marie, uh, was also a clown. Actually, Derek was on, oh, he wasn't on this show. He was on a different show we did. He was he, also a clown. He was a previous <clears throat> podcast guest. Yeah, a lot of my friends were clowns and it was all my fault. But that's another story. One time, Scott and I both got home from uh, doing separate clown gigs at the same time, and we decided we needed to go for a drink. So we went to the bar, the old spot in Toronto, and we went to the back booths and sat down and drank and smoked because we could smoke in the bars at that time. Full-on makeup? Full-on. We didn't change, didn't take off our makeup, nothing. Just went to the bar. They all knew us there, and they knew we were clowns, and uh, it was just... <laughs> We had to hide when kids came in, but other than that, it was fun. <laughs> Not a lot of kids come into the bar in the evening, though. No, it was around 5 in the afternoon. Did anybody, I mean, did anyone go, hey, look at that couple of clowns? Oh, yeah. How could they not? I yeah. mean, you probably got that the, every day. The owner did. The, yeah, everybody did. Yeah. We, but you we know were regulars. There was, there was a point where I would eat two and three meals a day in that bar. That's too much. <clears throat> it really was. It was great, though. Anyway, sorry, I digress. Zombie, zombie bar. Yeah, zombie, zombie bar, bar crawl. crawl. Uh, Kirkman led it. There was a bus. You bought tickets. I think it was 50 bucks a ticket. Um, I don't have much detail on it, but if anyone out there was a... There was a bus? I think they got a bus, yeah. You bought a ticket, and he bussed you around, and you had to drink at bars. That's great. It does sound pretty fun, especially with a guy like that. Yeah. If you attended the bar crawl, if you were on the bus, and you want to call in and tell us how it was, we would be more than happy to bring you on the show and talk about the bar crawl. What do you think? I think that'd be great. <laughs> there you go. So that's it. Bar Crawl with Robert Kirkman sounds like a good time. Jay Boninsinga wrote a book called The Sleep Police. Is that like the Karma Police? I don't know, but it's not a really good name. <laughs> okay. Well, it me. at least he doesn't have to name his new Walking Dead novel. It's probably going to be called yeah. Walking Dead Perfect the Novel. Perfect Victim, Shattered, Frozen, The Killer's Game, Twisted, The Sleep Police, and Head Game. Head Case. Well, that's okay. Sleep, please. <laughs> not so bad. <laughs> bad. He can name his books whatever he wants. He sure can. Sorry. Next, next item in the news. The Walking Dead wins two Rondo Hatton Classic Horror Awards. Awesome. Uh, RondoAward.com. If you go there, you can find out about the Rondos. These are an awards um, uh, that I've never heard of. Yeah. But The Walking Dead won for Best TV Presentation for Days Gone By. Excellent. It ended a three-year run by Doctor Who winning that that category. Probably deserved it. I like the Doctor Who, but I, I also like The Walking Dead. It also won for Best Horror Comic. So there you go. Excellent. More more awards for The Walking Dead. Congratulations. Wait a minute. Uh, best TV presentation and Best Horror Comic. <clears throat> so they're obviously awards that span a lot of different media. Horror. Comics, TV, movies, probably... And pro- I'm sure I didn't look at the full list, but diorama. I'm sure. Yeah, best horror diorama, <laughs> diorama, rama. <laughs> uh, you know, and then there's. I was going to say there's probably subcategories like visual effects and things. Collage, like that. that kind of thing. Yeah, that's right. Collages <laughs> and dioramas. <laughs> scrapbook, best horror scrapbook. What is with you? You're making fun of everybody today. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> best horror scrapbook. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Scrapbooking is serious. Oh, it's really serious. Don't make fun of scrapbooking. I'm not making fun of scrapbooking. Who, who, I'm thinking it's, uh, I'm promoting new media for uh, the, the the awards here. Scrapbooking is some kind of crazy billion-dollar industry. Oh, yeah. 
which freaks me out a little. Glitter costs cost quite a bit. <laughs> I'm sure it does. You'd know, you clown. Stickers. And they're all glitter. No, you don't use glitter. Why not? Oh, it's a bitch to get off. Once you put glitter on, you're done. You've got glitter on for a week. My kids sometimes play with the glitter, and you're right. If it gets stuck to no, me, I'm constantly glittering. You don't put glitter anywhere near you. Good. It just stays. It's bad enough with the white face makeup that's hard to get off, but glitter, there's no way you can get it off. Okay. <laughs> you would know. <laughs> I would. I guess. Confetti's bad, too. Uh, confetti in your eyes. And then you can't see, end up tripping over kids. Yeah. As a clown, that's bad. Yeah. Okay. Here's something that's hard to say. Hello Hikimori launches a Walking Dead website. Apparently, Hello Hikimori is a French creative agency. Oh, I think you're doing a great job. You Hello think that Hikimori, was? yeah. Hello Hikimori. Yeah, you got it right. All right. As far as I know. Jesus, what do I know? Uh, from It's French, though. <laughs> Who knows how to pronounce it? Yeah. If you go to this website, it's in French, demos.hellohikimori.com. Demos might refer to something else in French. Demos? My, I, my French is poor, but I don't think it's their staging server or something like that. Demois? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, from the article I read, French creative agency Hello Hikimori has been up to its neck in zombies and gore during the run-up to the premiere of Fox's hit new series, The Walking Dead. That, of course, is a reference to Fox International Channels, who distributes right. it around the world. Uh, the website and video game by Hello Hikimori launches... The new survival adventure show for French TV channel Orange, or Cine Shock, I believe. All right. So, Shock is orange? Why not? If you want to go and check out the site, it's kind of cool. And if you are starved for Walking Dead video game content while we're waiting for the actual Walking Dead video game came out to come out, this is a game you can play right now. All right. Let's play it. Uh, I played it the other day. Did you try it? I did not. It's kind of weird, but it's also strangely effective. It's a flash game where you control Rick waking up in the hospital, yep. basically. Uh, and camera is behind him, but way up high. Right. So you can't see too far in front of him. Right. And you control him. You walk around. He doesn't really turn. He just kind of goes this way. And then uh, he to go. He backs up, you know, with the back arrow key, yep. and he yep. walks backwards, kind of. Well, how does he turn he's got to be able to no turn. he he can turn with the arrow keys but he, i can't remember now if you can go forward and turn at the same time you might have to like walk and then turn and then walk oh i remember playing <clears> games <throat> like that yeah but the the graphics are are decent and i must admit it creeped me out did it i was playing it late one evening all by myself down here in the underground talking dead studio and it was kind of dark and i was playing the game and you walk into a room and the sound effects are creepy you walk into a room and there's a zombie there, so all of a sudden there's a, oh, like that. Ouch. And you don't know where it is because you can't see. And the zombies come at you. Now, they get stuck on stuff really easy. So if there's a table and you're standing on the other side of it, they'll just keep trying to walk through the table. Well, zombies are pretty dumb. Right. And I found me controlling little Rick the same thing. I got stuck on things all Rick's, the time. Rick's pretty dumb. Rick is pretty dumb. Can't get around a table. Yeah. Uh, I have the same problem, actually. But they creeped me out. And, you know, when the zombie gets you, it's... It upset me a little bit. Did it? Yeah. Did you cry? No. But then you can continue and keep playing. I played it for about 10 minutes. I got into the second section of the hospital. I never got out of the hospital. Uh, But I did get to the uh, don't dead open inside door. Right. Which was fun. You can't open it, but it kind of goes like this and you can hear the zombies. You can't open dead inside. Can't open, don't open dead inside. Yeah, but it should say can't. Oh, right. Can't open it. Uh, but it was kind of fun. So if you want to go check it out, there'll be a link in the show notes for this show. And it's all to promote the launch of the show in France. Awesome. Uh, David Ronhell, founder and creative director of Hello, director of Hello Kiki Mori, said, For The Walking Dead, we've pushed the game to the maximum of what technology offers. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's incredible in its detail. <clears throat> but more importantly, it's frightening, strong, efficient, powerful, and entertaining. I kind of, I, I more or less agree with that, but I'm not sure it's the maximum of what technology offers, unless you're strictly talking about Flash. Flash plugin is the maximum of what the Flash plugin technology offers. That may be true. Which is walking around getting stuck on tables. Getting stuck on tables. Way to go, Flash. <laughs> so it's fun. Go check it out if you want. I will. Moving right along. Q&A with Melissa McBride. Who does she play? Carol. There you go. It's in brackets right here in the notes. That's why I asked you, because I knew you'd know. Yeah, See? <laughs> I got that one right off. Uh, I knew who she was. AMCTV.com Walking Dead blog posted a Q&A with her. 
Uh, it basically talks about kind of her hopes for season two, what she wants to see. Nothing we haven't really talked about before. Right. She did have a funny quote about Frank Darabont, though, because she had a small role in The Mist, if I'm not mistaken. And she hadn't acted a lot. She was working as a casting director, she said. So mm-hmm. she got a role in The Mist. Frank, I guess, liked her. Well, if you're going to get a role, that's the way to do it. Being the casting director, you can pretty much just say, hey, and I'm in this movie too. There you go. That's right. This way I get two paychecks. <laughs> <laughs> Cast a movie and act in it. Yeah, excellent. So she was in that. Frank, I guess, liked her and called her up uh, when he was casting The Walking Dead and said, I got a part for you if you want it. So that worked out well for her. <laughs> Bring 18 friends. and she had this sort of funny quote to say about frank he she said he didn't direct any of the episodes i was in and i didn't even see him until sometime near the end of shooting i turn around and there's frank and again i go up to him i'm like thank you so much for this he was like this is so great that you're here then i turn around and turn back and he's gone who is this man (laughs) (laughs) he's mystery man frank darabont yes he is international man everywhere and nowhere that's right so if you want to check out that Q&A with Melissa McBride, it oh, is... Oh, man, now I'm going to be worried about turning around and Frank Darabont being there. <laughs> he could just show up out of nowhere. Man. You know... Did you check the closets lately? Yeah, he could be in there right now. Yeah. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Uh, if someone's going to be in there, hopefully it's somebody like uh, Andrea or something. That would be a little more uh, appealing. Yeah. <laughs> Or something like that. Anybody. So if you want to go and see the Q&A with Melissa McBride, it is at the Walking Dead blog on AMC TV. I don't care who would be in there. It'd be creepy. Uh, yeah. If well, they how just... did you get in the closet? When did you go in there? How long have you been in there? What have you been listening to? Why the hell are you in the closet? What have you been listening? Like, what's on your iPod? No, like, listening to your conversation <laughs> with your family, hanging around, watching TV. Like, what the hell are you doing in there? It's just creepy. <clears throat> that is kind of creepy. Reminds me of a movie I saw once. What, what's better, though? Uh... You know, Melissa McBride being in the closet or some homeless dude? Well, Melissa. Why? Homeless dude could just wander in there and fall asleep. Melissa McBride obviously had a purpose. She somehow teleported. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Into my a, closet. It'd be a toss-up. Okay. Sorry, what's your question? I don't have a question. What were you saying? Uh, I, I interrupted you. I don't, I don't know. It, uh, people showing up in your house reminds me of the uninvited guest, a Spanish movie I watched once. Oh, yeah, right. They're just there, and they're always behind doors and under your bed. And there could be someone right here, right now, as we've just been saying. Yeah. And we would have no idea. That's a skill. <clears throat> Do you remember a couple of weeks ago when we talked about the topic that I said we'd never bring up again on this show? Uh, yes. It was Charlie Sheen. Well, I thought you said that we're never going to bring it up again. Well, I'm not going to bring up Charlie Sheen. You just did. I'm going to bring up Lindsay Lohan, uh, which well, is just as bad. It really, well, yes and no. Apparently, she is considering a cameo on The Walking oh, Dead. Isn't this just a rumor, or did she actually <clears throat> quote? Well, get quoted here's, somewhere. Here's the thing: the reports of this, you know, rumor, I guess, credit a source. They don't say who. They oh. don't say that it's her publicist. They don't say from where. Is it on the internet? It's on the internet. It must be true. They credit a source with this quote: "Lindsay is a fan of the show." And likes the idea of appearing in what would be a fun cameo as a zombie. Added benefit? Doesn't have to go to makeup. True. <laughs> True. If you've seen any pictures of Lindsay Lohan lately, which I have, yep. she does not look good. Nope. She no makeup. Not look Just good. Just show up. <laughs> oh, Lindsay's here. Maybe Just get the, her on she, might set. Have to, she might have to go to wardrobe to wear something less slutty, but other than that, <laughs> she's good to go. She could be the slutty zombie. Um, they, no, that's that's beneath The Walking Dead. Well, because th- they, they said they're not going to have a cheerleader zombie, you know, yeah. like a football player zombie and that kind of stuff. So that's ooh, right. Was Lindsay Lohan zombie never going to happen? Well, <clears throat> when the when the Charlie Sheen rumors came out there, almost immediately they came out and said, "Nope, just a rumor. It's stupid. Don't listen to that." Yeah. Nothing like that has been said about this Lindsay Lohan one. Now maybe they're just they've just decided to ignore all retarded internet rumors. Okay, so they can't cast her because there's no guarantee she's not going to be in jail. <laughs> well, that's true too, I guess. What's her deal right now? I, I don't know what her deal is. I try not to pay attention. She to on parole or something? Things. I don't know. She's Probation? Been, yeah. She uh, in rehab? Maybe. I don't know. Okay. I don't. I don't follow these things. Neither do I. I just have. I just look up pictures of her. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even done that in a while. Uh. Well. 
Yeah, the the twenty four year old. It says in the article, she's only twenty four. I know it's sad. Oh, How man. can your life be that screwed up when you're only twenty four? Anyway, well, I can see that, but it seems like she's a lot older than that nowadays. She apparently thinks uh, she will find it easier to secure television roles than leading parts in films. <laughs> uh, duh. <laughs> and as a zombie, the leading parts. Yeah, it's gonna give her any kind of responsibility. It, there was a time when she was okay. I liked her in stuff in uh, Mean Girls. Mean Girls. I liked Mean Girls. I know. I liked Mean Girls too. I admit it. It was a good movie. It was a good movie. It was Mo- a funny movie. It was written by uh, what's her eyebrows? Yeah, mostly because it was written by Liz Lemon. Yes, and it was a uh, an SNL production, right? I don't know about that. I think it was produced by uh, what's his eye what's his face. <laughs> you don't know anybody's eyebrows today. No, I don't. Um. Does Saturday Night Live is the big headwig there? Yes, the talking head. Yes, I can't. think He of dated it. Liz Lemon for a little while. We are the worst. He man. dates every one of the, uh, the SNL actresses at some point. Hugh Hefner? <laughs> no, not Hugh Hefner. Uh, Lauren Michaels. Lauren Michaels. Lauren Michaels and uh, Liz Lemon's name. Oh my God! Come on, man. I was oh. closer with eyebrows. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Tina. Tina. Tina Fey. Tina Fey. There we go. Man. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that movie. Oh, man. See, I get one thing in mean my brain. Mean Girls. Mean Girls was pretty good. It was good. But Lindsay Lohan hasn't done anything else good, I don't think, that I can think of. I can't think of anything. She was in uh, The Love Bug. Herbie. She was in a Herbie movie. Oh, yeah. I didn't mind that one either. I never saw it. I have bad taste in movies. <laughs> Sometimes, Chris. Sometimes. Not always. Uh, okay, so Lindsay Lohan may or may not be on The Walking Dead. Will not be. You heard it here second or third. Cool. I'm I'm okay with that. She should try to get a spot on Charlie Sheen's tour. They would make a good pair. They would, but I think that each of them would think the other one would drag them down. <laughs> who's right and who's wrong? <laughs> They're both right. <laughs> That is going to do it for the news this week. All the news that is fit to talk about, we will have more next time. Okay, so basically anybody who's in some kind of drug-addled spiral wants to be on The Walking Dead. Is that it? Well, they want to play a zombie because it's easy for them. They're, they almost are a zombie anyway. Well, they got to go to zombie school. That's not easy. Well, that's true. It's, they... it's, it's zombie school slash audition to get on the show and you got to take that seriously. You can't just go in there and assume that because you're Lindsay Lohan that they're going to go, yeah, you're a good zombie. No way. Well, they might. Well, okay, any other show might, but I don't think The Walking Dead people would do that. No. Quickly, who do you think celebrity cameo could do a cameo on the show and it wouldn't be bad? Uh, John Candy. No, he's dead. John Goodman is what I meant. John Goodman. Good choice. Well, as a zombie. Is that what you mean? Well, yeah. Because I think John Goodman would play the governor. I think that'd be great. That'd be cool. I think John Goodman could do a good job as a governor. I'm anxious to see Goodman in uh, Kevin Smith's new movie, Red State. Apparently he's amazing in that. Oh, yeah. I like John Goodman. He's a good actor. He is good. All righty. So let's talk about the DVD extras, shall we? It's been out for like a month now. Yep. Not quite, but almost. Okay, good. I have some notes, not a lot. Just a few. What did you think? How much did you watch everything? I watched uh, everything except for the individual episode, additional behind the scenes kind of stuff. Did you watch any of those? I watched maybe 30 seconds of one, I think the second episode. Yeah, I watched a couple of them. I didn't get through all of them either. I mean, you know, they're all sort of the same. We've seen the episodes anyways, but the making of The Walking Dead, yep, there was that. additional footage, things like that, saw it all. So um, so what did you think? Did you see anything there that you hadn't really seen before? They went in more in-depth on some stuff that I have seen before, but nothing net new as far as I was, for as far as I know. That's kind of how I felt. I thought there was lots and lots of good behind-the-scenes stuff. Yep. More so than we'd seen, even though some of it wasn't new. The zombie school went into a lot more depth. That wasn't the same as the one that they released before? No, I thought it was longer and it just uh, had a little more information. We had, uh, you know, actually talked to uh, some of the, some more producers, which we didn't see before. Yeah, that's true. Some of the, the other producers that we didn't, don't some really know. Some other people, yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, there was a little featurette thing where they put on uh, how to put on zombie makeup, mm-hmm. 
which I thought was, uh, there were some interesting tips there. That was kind of fun, like melting the gelatin. The gelatin, I didn't know. The oatmeal, I knew, using oatmeal and mixing that in with uh, stuff. And yeah, to give, it, to give it uh, <clears throat> texture. But the, uh, the gelatin, <clears throat> I didn't know that. That's interesting. It was kind of cool. That that was that was a fun one, and it doesn't even look that hard to do, right? No, you need some. Well, I don't know. You might need someone else to apply it to you. Well, you can't just slather it on your face and away you go, right? It, I mean, putting it together it all takes skill and experience. But uh, you know, the actual tools—it's like anything. The actual tools are easy. It's the skill and knowing when to do what is uh, is the tough part. And being a clown, you have these sorts of skills, so you could do it. Not uh, not using oatmeal, but I can. Uh, Apply clown white. You can white, apply white face. Okay, white face and a big red nose. Are I right. know how to put on lipstick? <laughs> really? Yeah, <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> it is. Do clowns all wear lipstick? Well, it's not lipstick. You put paint on, but you be kind of a, smush it around <laughs> with your lips so that it go, it, it's applied evenly. I'm happy to say I've never applied lipstick to myself. And then you use baby powder to set all the makeup so that you can actually touch it with your hand and it doesn't all come off. Well, he was saying that in this in this video, yep, too. Yeah, that part I knew. Powder everything. Yeah, you put use baby powder. Or they have special makeup powder. But, you know, as a, you know, when I was a clown, I was very, very poor, and I was a clown in order to make money, and I didn't make a lot of money, but I needed the money, and because of that, baby powder was a lot cheaper than the professional makeup powder that they use. So I use baby powder. I see. Cornstarch works too. Really? Yeah. And if you don't have makeup re- remover, butter. <laughs> butter works. Margarine works. Anything with like a greasy oily stuff. What? Why doesn't makeup just come up? Come off with water? It's not water based. It's um, it's grease paint. Oh. So once it's on there, it's on there. Water does not take it off. It'll just make a big floppy mess. It'll just squish it around. No, you need an oil based or something greasy to to take it off, and then you wash that off. All right. <laughs> Baby oil will work. You are the expert. <clears throat> Did it for a lot of years. I uh, I expect big things from you uh, next Halloween and makeup, makeup-wise. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, I'm done with that. No more clowning for you. No, my clown outfit, I don't even, it's not even at home. I don't even know where it is. I have my juggling stuff still. Well, that's... I'll juggle for y- you. You need that. You got to be able to teach your kids how to do that. Yeah. Uh, okay. So also from the making of The Walking Dead... A few things I thought were interesting. The pilot script apparently changed when AMC came on board. They asked to slow it down. Excellent. I guess the writers were sort of stuck in there. We got to plow through, introduce everything. And they did that. And AMC said, no, no, no. That's not how we do things around here. Yeah, we're AMC. Haven't you heard? Take your time. (laughs) Tell the story. And we're going to buy six episodes. So don't even worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. That's cool, though. I mean, Here's 90 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Have fun. Go for it. Make a movie. Yeah. You know? That's pretty cool. Uh, crash cameras. Did you see the crash cameras when they were shooting the crash scene? Yep. Armored boxes w- with cameras in them. Yeah. They'll get destroyed, maybe. Yeah, Whatever. that's right. The guy said maybe the camera will get crashed. Who knows? But that's destroyed. okay. Yeah, because that's what they're for. Yeah. That's cool. I never really thought about crash only cameras. only $5,000, $6,000 each. They're the cheap ones. <laughs> exactly. Those aren't the $20,000 cameras. Yeah, they're only $5,000 cameras. Yeah, it's no problem. Um, they're just for that uh, half-second shot while the car hits it. That's Half the whole point. Second. Yeah. It's amazing. It's cheap. Well, it That's is. That's why I only spend five, $6,000 on that camera. <laughs> TV budgets. Yeah. If it was a movie, they'd be using the $20,000 camera as the crash camera, probably. And a guy with a suit. Dude <laughs> like with that, a suit? that bear suit. The guy who made the anti-bear suit that you could actually take oh, a hit yeah. from a log. Rus- get, wrestle a bear in. Yeah, that's right. You just stand there and go, okay, that car might hit you. That's okay. You'll just bounce. <laughs> That's weird. I still wouldn't want to be the guy in that. You should suit. watch that documentary. It's funny. Uh, man in no, what's it called? I forget. The man in suit. Man in suit. Guy's so afraid of bears. <laughs> made anti bear armor. Now wait a minute. I always thought he was doing it so he could fight a bear, not because he was afraid yes, of bears. Because he was afraid of bears. It's, he's one of those guys that if you have a fear, you got to conquer it. In order to conquer your fear, you have to spend time building a suit. <laughs> I mean, I know you would do something crazy like that, but, you know, most people would just be like, I'm going to stay out of the forest. I have an ant. I have a falling fear, but I'm not. What, what can I build to prevent me from falling? You can parachute out of a plane. No way, man. There's not a chance in hell. No? No, not a you, chance. You no could, bungee jumping, no nothing. I, slight, well, we, we've digressed a lot oh, on this yeah, show. Oh, yeah, lots. I, w- I saw a video on YouTube or something the other day where a guy was bungee jumping and his friends were all around. Yeah. And so... He it's one of those backwards swan dive bungee jumps. So he goes, and all his friends think, "Here's what we're gonna do," and they think it'll be hilarious to you know 
as he's leaning off the platform, go, no, 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 wait, wait, like that. And uh, they did that, and he bungee jumped, and everything was fine because it was a joke. But uh, I might, I don't know, I might kill those people after. Yeah, that's unforgivable offense. Like, that's not funny. You are done being friends with me. Not, I mean, that's not even funny a little bit. No. I mean, he probably crapped his pants. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's uh, that's a mock execution is what that is. <laughs> In yeah. my mind, that falls into the Geneva Convention under torture. <sighs> Almost, yeah. No, that's it's a mock execution. You make somebody think that you're about to kill them, and then you don't. That's torture. That's not really what they were doing, though. They were just they were just trying to make him crap his pants. You'd make him afraid that he was going to die. Yes, right and it, then and there. It was kind of funny to watch. Yeah, but anyway, I would kill them if I were him. I'd charge them. <clears throat> no, you would. I would. I'd call the cops and say that they did this. There's got to be some kind of law. No, you wouldn't, because they're technically your friends. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't do it. I but... got friends I don't like. Well, yeah, everybody does. Yeah. Uh, okay. Do you, did you catch the scene where they were filming the uh, zombies eating the horse, and they had the, I did. the zombies jump on the real horse? Yes. Well, they weren't zombies. <laughs> well, yes, they were. If we're going to say real horse, we're going to say extras. Okay. The, <laughs> the fake zombies jump on the real horse. That's right. Uh, which is cool. Obviously, they didn't tear apart the real horse. No, it was a trick <clears throat> horse. <laughs> trick horse. It was a trained stunt horse. It was a stunt horse. A horse that could do a trick. People get all on it, pretend they're about to tear it apart, and then I guess, you know, they cut away, obviously. But good horse, man. He took that well, I thought. Yeah. Although we didn't see him, like, you know, kick anyone in the face and knock no, their No, horses, out, I but... mean, obviously, they would do training for that, right? I guess so. It wouldn't be the first time they would do that to the horse because oh, no. the horse would would freak out. So you train the, you get crowds around the horse to get him used to it because it probably makes him nervous to be in enclosed like that. And then you get the horse to lie down, <laughs> just lie down. And then you have down. people kind of leaning on him and stuff, and so it becomes normal. And then when it comes time to do the trick, you do you give him the command to lie down, and the people pretend to lie on him. You sound like you did <clears> some <throat> horse training while you were clowning. Oh, I watch a lot of extras, <laughs> DVD extras, and there you go, various documentaries and stuff. <clears throat> Um, and you do things in stages. You can't treat, you know, teach a trick all in one step. You got to do it a little bit at a time. It's the same with kids. I'm, well, I never thought of that, but good point. <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah. So do you use peanuts? <clears throat> no, use not a peanut. Not peanuts with kids. Oh, not, right. Not these days. Not these days. You could use jelly beans. M and M's. If the kid's old enough. M and M's. I have some wine gum. Really, I like wine gums. Oh, they're in my coat pocket. I don't, not sorry. not right now though. They're they're bad radio food. That's exactly it. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else did we learn from this documentary? That the main cast applauded the zombie extras that were lying around on the ground when they were doing the CDC approach. That, that's nice. That is nice. But what were they doing? They were just lying there. In the hot sun yeah. in the middle of August in Atlanta. Baking on the pavement, basically. Baking and sitting there. That's tough. It is tough. They probably knew exactly how hot that was from all the crap that they were doing outside the last couple of months <clears> of shooting. And now they come out and they, all these people got to spend all day lying in one spot in the hot sun. Good Lord. Probably hours. Yeah. You know? Okay, they deserved a round of applause. They and, sure do. And probably a raise. <laughs> well, I don't know what a raise. <laughs> all they did was lie there. They were, they were just <laughs> lying there. Uh, they deserved to be hydrated and maybe tended to with by medical staff afterwards, but I don't know about a raise. Well, hopefully nobody got heat stroke or anything. I'm sure they were well paid. Probably did. They are paid fair market value. So, speaking of the CDC, once they were inside shooting that, I guess it wasn't, it was on sound stages and so on, but they were shooting inside, yep. air conditioned. Nice. And uh, they said that the the crew basically reacted like the characters on the show did. They got yep. in there, they were all happy, they were excited. It was like their salvation from the heat, whereas the crew had some salvation, I mean, the cast had some salvation from the zombies outside. It's method acting. It's it's kind of cool to think about yeah. that, though, you know, it's it's... This it's, is great. They were suffering. The, the crew was suffering from the heat, and the cast was suffering from the zombie oppression. And yep. then they get inside, and everything's fantastic. Nice. They can drink and work in the air-conditioned environment. Nice. Greg Nicotero called The Walking Dead the twilight zone of our generation. Might be reaching. <clears throat> well, I don't know. Good stories, good actors, um, different format. Of course, the Twilight Zone was self-contained episodes. Yep. But uh, I think he might be onto something there. What do you think? It's possible. I, mean, I think he might be reaching. You know, Twilight Zone is pretty pivotal. 
well, it was pivotal, of course. Groundbreaking. But, you know, zombie movies, zombie, the zombie genre has been around for a long time. And when the Twilight Zone came out, the Twilight Zone genre hadn't been around. No, it did invent that <clears throat> as, as a TV medium anyways. Yeah. You know, the Twilight Zone, they a lot of their stories came from short stories and books and novels and other productions. Not productions, not TV or movie productions, but mostly books. Right. Or, or stories in, that well, were published in magazines. Could be extending, you know, an existing kind of thing into the TV space. I, I could I could see that. I, it just feels like it's reaching. Only perspective can tell for sure. That's right. And hopefully we're going to get some in the upcoming years. Uh, anything else that you saw in that documentary that was interesting to uh, you? Well, one quote from uh, a cameraman. He was, uh, they were filming in the, uh, the quarry and he was in the middle of the lake with a big camera tripod and they were filming, I guess, when, uh, uh, Andrea and Amy were in the canoe. He was just standing there, right? He was standing there and then he came out <clears throat> he had the tripod on his shoulder and he said, I know you guys like watching these zombie films, but shooting them is twice as fun. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. It just made, made me think that, uh, you know what? Filming, you know, being on the crew and filming that kind of thing, and I think it would, would be a lot of fun. Well, the thing about filmmaking that I think is probably one of the most fun things to do, and it is, it's a crew thing, you know? It's not the director or the actors or anything like that. And they got into it in this documentary where they were showing how they invented the rig to go under the tank. Yeah. Right? And that kind of stuff sounds like it's a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. Inventing new <clears throat> things to... Uh, to meet the requirements of the director, basically. That's he good. says, I want to have this shot, and you're like, okay, well, how the hell do we do that? Well, you know, <clears throat> my job is like that, and your job is like that. Yeah. In a, uh, you know, in cyberspace, we're not actually making things. No, but, but we're solving problems. Solving problems. Here, I need, I have this <clears throat> business problem, and I need a technological solution. And you go, okay, well, we just, how would we do that? Okay, we need a call out here and, you know, a couple of methods and some stuff here. You do your thing. Yes. Right? So doing this thing on a physical scale where you see something, the end product, and it's like, wow, that's great. It's on TV now. That'd be like six times as fun as what we do for a living. Yeah, we sit down in front of computers and write code, and it does something, right? Yeah. These guys build stuff with their hands and make things. And, yeah. you know, it's like it's carpentry and metalworking and and you know taking apart from this and that and putting it all together and creating something to do something yeah that'd be good most of the stuff that i work on creating i never get to see again because <clears throat> it doesn't exist outside of the corporate structure that i put it in and i never use their corporate structures so i just kind of walk away and say see you later yeah my my experience is a little different in that most of the stuff i get to build i support for a while yeah and uh or you know I can visit any time because it's public, right? Yeah. So that's a little bit different. But yeah, I mean, these guys who are working on all these movies and shows, they do they do cool work. They, I definitely, yeah, it would be a lot of fun. I definitely think so. Now, he was standing, that camera guy was standing in the lake just up to his waist. Yeah. Do you think that thing was any deeper than that? No. Well, yes. <clears throat> I don't think that uh, he was actually filming. Now that I think about it, I don't think he was filming uh, Amy and Andrea in the boat. I think that was filmed from another boat in the middle of that quarry. I believe. Well, there was a shot of that. There was I a think. shot of that. I think he was filming the uh, the altercation uh, between Jim and um, what's her name? Oh, the, the three women that were. Yeah, not Jim. No, it wasn't Jim. Ed. It was Ed. Yeah, and uh, they were washing. They were doing some washing, and they were laughing. And then he came over and said, "Stop laughing! You're supposed to be working." Right. That whole thing. There was, uh, you know, some camera angles from inside in the lake shooting back on the shoreline yeah i think that's what they were filming so he wasn't that far out no but still you know middle of august on a hot day he was probably know, roasting and you're working what are you gonna do you go stand in the lake yeah you're fine <laughs> he was probably a lot of fun still pretty hot though well yeah <clears throat> but you just kind of dunk down and come back up and well you're holding the big camera if you well, can't on a tripod down, i guess <laughs> that's what the tripod's for you might gonna... be on a monopod maybe he had, maybe he's got a steady no, camera it was a tripod it was a big tripod was it a big ass tripod like okay. a big professional 700 pound tripod so he could go for a <clears throat> swim if he wanted yeah cool on the set with glenn this is the only sort of on the set video that i thought was really all that entertaining there was yeah. one with um no you know what i did like dale's tour of the rv too. oh yeah tour of the rv was fun and uh, the Andrew Lincoln one was probably the lamest. Well, yeah, because he wasn't actually on the set. He was on a, a gravel road yeah. near the set. Yeah. And it, what Hi, he, we're on the set, but we're not actually on the set. They're filming over there, so I'll be quiet. Yeah, he said, like, way up there, you can just see that he said tarpaulin. 
You did. Remember the the word that that, that you word, learned. I, it doesn't exist. Tarpaulin. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, a real tarp. word. <laughs> tarp. Short for tarpaulin. Yeah, that word made up. And I think tarpaulin. It took ma- me till I was thirty five years old to hear the word tarpaulin. There are gaps in everybody's knowledge, right? Yeah. Uh, and that happens to be one of yours. <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, so his was probably the worst, but on the set with Glenn was, of course, the funniest because Stephen Yun is a funny dude. Um, one thing I wondered is they showed some footage of him and, I, well, most of the cast members during the nighttime zombie attack on the camp. Yep. Very chaotic. People are just shooting. And, you know, I kind of wondered how much of that gets choreographed. All of it. You think so? I really do. So, like, when Glenn and uh, Rick and Shane, and they run back into the camp, and they just start firing at the zombies, and there's chaos everywhere. Yep. And I noticed, um, I think I noticed Shane with his shotgun, and he comes in, and he's firing, and he's picking off zombies, and the zombies are reacting like they've been shot. Yeah. But it's just, it's amazing to think that all this is going on, and each one of those actors is still doing something they've that's pre-planned you know absolutely it's all storyboarded it's all planned out the camera angles are planned out the actual you know the beats of the uh of the the firefight it's all uh it's all planned out i think it's all choreographed i don't think there's anything random about it see that that seems like it would be more difficult as an actor than you know delivering lines or or reacting to other actors and things like that as an actor i'm not sure because the actors don't have to do that it's all, you know, pre-planned. It's this shot is set up. What you need to do is point there, shoot, point there, shoot, and the yeah. shot is done. I guess so. And they're short shots too, so you don't have to yeah. remember a lot all at once, right? You run up, you go bang, bang, and the shot's done. Right. Th- that's a good point. I mean, it doesn't take long to do it, and then you setting move on. that stuff up, planning sure. it out, it probably takes a long time. Sure. I guess so. And, and you know, if it was a longer shot, I wonder if it's more difficult to memorize and deliver lines with other actors or if it's more difficult to do an extended action shot, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't know. But if the action shot is, you know, one, two seconds maybe, you run up, you point a gun, you fire, you point a gun, fire, and that's it. That doesn't sound that hard. <laughs> well, yeah. Not to take anything away from these people because they do a great well, you gotta job. you got to hit your marks. You know, it's yeah. not just a matter of, you know, point there and shoot, point there and shoot kind of thing. It's like you got to be exactly on this right. mark because this is where the focus is. Yeah, exactly. And if you go off the focus, we got to do the whole thing again. Yeah. And then and everyone you get gets blamed. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's like, ah, oh, come on. And we're going to be here till 6 o'clock in the morning doing this. And then when the sun comes up, we're going to go, ah, oh, crap. And then you got to do it again the next night. Do it again the next night. There's a lot of pressure on an actor. Yeah, I, I'm not saying there isn't, but you know, I guess when the shots are that short, they can choreograph it, and you can you can do it pretty quickly. Right. So I don't know, but it did look it did look pretty crazy how there was the three of them running up, and Glenn was doing something, and Shane was doing something, and and it all worked together. Yeah, it did, which was rather amazing. So good stuff. That's the DVD extras. Anything else you want to bring up on related to those? Mm, nope. All right. No, I'm good. Good times. There was no difference on Blu-ray, I take it, from DVD? there was one thing. uh, Well, I don't know. I didn't watch the DVD. Yeah, I I did. I only watched it on Blu-ray. So So far, it seems to be about the same. Yep. Um, There was one (laughs) shot with, uh, uh, was it Robert Kirkman? Who was it? The the little girl at the beginning, the uh, the opening scene. Oh, uh, yeah. And she was standing there all in her makeup looking kind of hideous. And then, uh, was it Robert Kirkman or somebody in the crew said, do you want to go inside in the air conditioner and cool off or wait in the next shot? And she went, okay. <laughs> this cute little voice <laughs> dressed up as this hideous zombie. Addie Miller. Addie she Miller. She was the little girl zombie on in the first episode that Rick shoots in the uh, gas station. That's right. Actually, there was a lot of cool stuff in that one, too, where Kirkman was walking around that set. He did, yeah. And they showed them flipping over the trucks and yeah. things. Like, that was really interesting. And I hadn't seen any of that before. I thought I did. It didn't seem all that new to me. If it was released previously, I missed it somehow. Uh, I, if I it wasn't it. released previously, I had some kind of psychic connection with the Blu-ray. <laughs> you made it up. I don't know. <laughs> but that, that was an entertaining uh, piece on the, on, on the special features as well. I liked yeah. it. And Kirkman's a funny dude, right? He, yeah. He walks around. 
he was making jokes about seeing him and I think some other dipshit in the background with a camera <laughs> talking about <laughs> yeah. his yeah, If you see me and some other dipshit, a couple of dipshits in the background, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's us trying to get off the set. Yeah, so that that was a good one. I I didn't uh, I was entertained by that. Addie Miller is credited as Little Girl Walker. There you oh. go. I thought it was Little Girl Zombie, but that must have changed. Shouldn't she be a roamer? <clears throat> Once again, they have seemed to have lost the terminology for well, the TV they should show. call it the roaming dead then the roaming but dead. they're not it's not the roaming dead it's the walking dead those are the humans the humans are the walking dead yes and the and the roamers are the roaming dead. roamers and lurkers and the lurking dead there you go and the dead dead um let's do a little bit of listener feedback and then wrap this sucker up sure so dave uh our good friend dave who's been on the show numerous times dave Mr. Bishop. Mr. O'Dave Bishop. <laughs> the author of Stranger, which we're going to talk about briefly at mm. the end. Again, if anyone wants to find out about that, that's his webcomic that he does. It's very awesome. But he posted a comment or a couple of comments on our, our site uh, earlier this week. He said, hey, lads, just watching The Walking Dead on Blu-ray, and I just finished watching Guts. I had an epiphany. Those don't uh, who, those who don't want spoilers, stop reading now. So here comes his spoiler. What if Merle, and it's only a theory, so it's barely a spoiler. What if Merle cut his hand off but was rescued by the helicopter on top of the roof? What if a certain governor picked him up in his helicopter? Sorry, Dave. <clears throat> and then he goes on to say, you know, I just rewatched the episode Vatos, and I take most of what I said back. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Dave. He took the van. Uh, yeah, he took the van, and there were... Um, there were signs of him signs going of him, down through yeah. the building and using the, yeah, and using and the, the stove. stove. Yeah. yeah. So sorry, Dave. <laughs> I don't think that happened, but <laughs> it's a good theory. Um, I mean, it's, well, it, there's no it, reason he can't drive to wherever the governor is. Well, it, 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 Woodbury let's say or... it's a good, it's a good, uh, what if, you know, yeah. if, if he hadn't escaped the building through the building and we didn't know anything, that would be a pretty cool. What if scenario? Yeah. Well, right? he shows up and hangs out with John Goodman, who's the governor. That's right. It's all good. And everything is fine. Uh, and we know, well, we know as much as we've been told by the producers of the show that he will not become the governor. No, that doesn't mean he can't hang out with the governor. Doesn't mean he can't hang out with him. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. So sorry, Dave, but good what if scenario. Everybody <clears throat> needs a one-armed enforcer. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Our survivor group has no one-armed enorcer. No. Not yet, anyway. Not yet. Well, that's what the apocalypse is for, right? Because yes. nobody, nobody's one-armed going into the apocalypse. Only coming out. you got to get it cut off during the apocalypse. Uh, we got a call from Dave in Syracuse, New York. He has this to say about something we talked about a couple of episodes, and as far as it relates to Jackie. Hey, guys. This is Dave calling from Syracuse, New York. I just got done listening to issue, well, excuse me, episode 39 of your podcast, when you are talking about Jackie possibly still being alive after the explosion at the CDC. Well, I just want to let you know that um, since this is based on a comic, it might follow comic book rules where where if, if a character's and you don't see a character die and you just assume that they're dead, they're probably not dead. So who knows? We might see Jackie again, and we might not. But I want to let you guys know your podcast is awesome, and I'm glad you guys are still kicking after all this time. And I'll see you guys on iTunes. Bye. Thank you, Dave, from Thanks, Syracuse. Dave. So comic book rules. Now, yeah, he's got a point. I want to expand that a little bit into um, comic book movie and TV rules. Okay. Because that's kind of a thing where if you don't see someone's head getting chopped off, there's a chance they're still alive. Right. <clears throat> so what do you think, Jackie? I mean, we've, we've been through this. That's true. She, uh, she made comments herself. That she may appear in season two pen somehow. Force field, I'm telling you. Yes, and you came up with click the click pen force field theory, anti explosion force field. <laughs> That's right. In a pen, so she could be alive. And uh, Dave makes a good point. That's that, a very good point. That you know we didn't see her die, and that's no, we did not. That's the key. That no assumptions. So, if anyone else named, named Dave wants to get in contact with us, please do so. <laughs> these Dave, are the Daves I know. These are the Daves we know. And uh, Dave, or if you're, if you're named Dave, or, man, I can't get it out. If your name is Dave, or anything else, please, by all means, contact us with your thoughts, opinions, or comments. Would our American listeners 
get that <laughs> reference? These are the Daves I know. The kids in the hall, they play a lot down in the States? Um, I don't know. I mean, some of the kids in the hall have semi-successful movie careers now. Maybe one of them. Maybe one. Dave Foley? Dave Foley? Could is he, be. is he, he the one? He was in news radio. That was pretty popular. Yeah. I like that show. They've been in other movies, too. Yeah. Anyways, Kids in the Hall, comedy troupe from Canada. I don't know if they ever broke it in the Anyway, States. look it up. These are the Daves I know. It's probably on YouTube. It's a good video. Daves, not Days. Daves. These are the Daves I know. Right. I know, I know. And These are both, the Daves. They all have hands. <laughs> that's right. Oddly enough. Um, that is going to do it for this episode. Is yeah, it? That's it. All right. If you want to contact us, as I just said, please send emails to uh, talkingdeadpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Talking Dead, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash thetalkingdead. You can post comments at any of those, on any of those venues. You can also call the voicemail line, one 483 zomb Zombie. The Zomb line, that is one 483 is toll-free, so it won't cost you a penny and we won't answer the phone. You no know, tolls. No excuse not to call. Guaranteed not to answer the phone. <clears throat> That's right. Um, and finally, I mentioned Dave's webcomic, um, zombie webcomic Stranger earlier. I just want to point out that he has a new URL that you should all check out and go to. It makes it easy to find Stranger if you were wondering how to do so. You can visit iheartunicorns2.com. <laughs> that is iheartunicorns2.com. All spelled out. All spelled out. Well, you can't put a heart symbol in a. Why not? Is that URL. not ASCII? I, I don't think that's allowed. There's an, a heart in ASCII, ANSI anyway. Yeah, but I I don't think you can use it in the URL. And even if you can, Dave <laughs> didn't. Okay, right. so that's what I'm saying. Right, all spelled out. I heart unicorns Not e y e. It's I as in <laughs> myself. Yes. In case anyone was wondering, we're gonna put the link up in the show notes. We will. Because we've confused the issue enough. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, go there and you can check it out. I think he just posted page 12 of his ongoing comic series. He's releasing it a page at a time. He's got a Facebook account that we'll also link to where <clears throat> um, he posts all the support material for it. So the early sketches and the development of the whole thing. And then the final sort of releasable page is found at I Heart Unicorns 2. Awesome. So it's it's really cool. He's he's it's coming along nicely. You should all go check it out. And by all means, go to Facebook and like him. He's trying to get to a hundred likes. And, aren't we uh, all? I, aren't we all exactly? <laughs> and I think we can help him out with that a little bit. And with that, I think we are done. Talking Dead number forty three. Forty three. Look at that. We got to the. Uh, holy moly! It's a long episode. We got to the yeah. end, and I didn't even say the name of the show until now. Good. <laughs> Remember? Because we're doing a different podcast this week. Right. Happy April Fool's, everybody. Good night. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>